0: the Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 269 and welcome back to my front porch. Uh, An amazing beautiful night tonight. The wind's blowing. It's like, I don't know, 72 degrees. It's just, Patty and I went on a walk today and we're like, what in the world is going on? It was so nice. I don't know if I told you this, but like, um, every morning I, I do get up and I, I sit out here. I usually get up, I don't know, is when I set my alarm, but I don't get up super, super fast, but get my cup of coffee, sit out here on my front porch, turn on the fire pit, get all my, I got books and newspapers and all kinds of stuff that I like to read and kind of go through, um kind of random at times but uh for the most part sit out here for a couple hours but uh we got this puppy a wired haired griffin you're gonna have to look it up uh because they're just the most adorable uh dog so I've, i've always wanted this breed and so we finally uh got got the puppy in august well now he's like 60 pounds but ever since he was a puppy I'd bring him out here in the front porch and just have him sit in my lap so you know in the summertime that's no fun but here in the kind of the cooler weather I have a blanket on and he just sits right in the middle and it's like a part of the deal I mean it is so I mean everything I was hoping for (laughs) I now have a front porch dog I have a front porch dog. I have a front porch podcast. And I just, i it just all feels like, yep, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Uh, it's so good. So I don't know. The, it's again, like I say this so often, but like it's just the small, silly, wonderful things. And this dog just brings me so much joy out here. I'm just sitting out here kind of like observing everything as I'm kind of being quiet and, and then reading. And he's just a part of my rhythm. And then, like I told you, the neighbors go by and they wave. And a couple, sometimes he'll jump down and he'll hang out with some of the other dogs. And But it's just I'm enjoying this whole scene out here. It's just been so wonderful, so relaxing. So find your space, you know, and maybe, maybe you need to get a wired hair griffin to help enhance your uh, <laughs> time with the Lord. I actually, at time he gets like real like ornery after a certain period of time. And I gotta bring him inside, so that way I can do some journaling and some other study. But uh, for the most part, he sits out here with me for at least an hour or so. And uh, we have the best time. So, hey, I uh, want to let you know, uh, I will be heading to California. I'm going to be speaking at a retreat over the weekend. So super excited that. But what that means is I will not be adding... Uh, An extra podcast this week, so just two podcasts this week. uh, Monday's podcast and this one, um, and then I'll start right back up next Monday. But just wanted to just wanted to let you know about that, and then I'd love your prayers for it. It's a really really cool opportunity. Uh, It's an Arabic church. I've gotten to speak for this group before. Really love it. I love the Arabic people. They're just wonderful. They're kind. They're community oriented. So. I think I heard there's going to be about 71 of them up there. And I just get the awesome opportunity to, to be there with them. So it's going to be amazing. So I would love your uh, prayers uh, for that time uh, up there with them. Uh, thanks a ton for listening. Always love that. And uh, thanks for those of you who continue to give to the podcast. Really, really, really appreciate it. Okay, here we go. Luke 22, 31 through 32. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan uh, demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Read it again. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith may not fail and when you have turned again strengthened your brothers i uh i have this prayer warrior uh in my life uh, her name's teresa and some of you who listen to this podcast uh know teresa uh and teresa has been praying for me for a long time and uh it, it's an interesting thing uh to have somebody who prays for you i i, I feel those prayers i i um when I was working at Hillside, because uh, Hillside Community Church in Rancho Cucamonga, California, uh, she was she oversaw the prayer team. But for, uh, I think, almost like five years before that, four years before I ended up coming up on staff, she was a part of that prayer team, and she would pray for me when I would come in and guest speak. So she's been praying for me for like nine years. And I, I just started thinking like, wow, those prayers are so powerful like to know that there's an advocate that is praying going to god on my behalf um and i connect with her every once in a while and it's just so cool to know that somebody is actually praying for you and she would send me little things and encourage me and challenge me and i just started in the context of this passage i thought man i'm just so grateful and actually it made me like yeah, i think i need to reach out to Teresa and just say thank you so much for that faithfulness that faithfulness of like, I will never know, fully know, the sacrifice that she's made on my behalf to God. I'll never know that. And uh, When I get to heaven, it'll be kind of a cool moment, I think, where God's like, do you know how, how, how much she prayed for you? I just thought that idea was cool. And I think this passage is helping us understand an aspect of Jesus that I think we miss out a lot. And if you sit in this passage for a bit, it is so powerful. And it's so powerful for so many reasons. I mean, the context of this passage is that that, that this is all happening in the upper room, you know? And Jesus is uh, is passing around the Eucharist. He's presenting the, the bread and the wine, body and, and blood. And he's explaining his death. And he's kind of preparing them. And, and I've often talked about this situation like Jesus is getting them ready for this massive transition. Massive transition. The King of, kingdom of God has come as a result of God coming to earth, Emmanuel God with us. But what Jesus is preparing them is not just his death and his resurrection. He's preparing them for so much more And so he's going through this whole moment with them and teaching them and helping them understand, trying to help them understand what's going on. And, and in the midst of that, he calls out the fact that Judas, it doesn't use him by name, at least in this particular passage, but that Judas was going to betray him. And then this argument breaks out. Right? About who's the greatest in the kingdom of God, right? And then Jesus calls Peter by his former name. You can almost hear like all this commotion is kind of going on. It's kind of loud at times, it's kind of soft at times. And then all of a sudden, this like argument starts breaking out about who's the greatest in the kingdom after Jesus is literally, literally helping them understand that he's going to lay down his life. He's going to die for the sins of the world. And they're like, wait a second, I want to be on the winning team. And wait, not only do I want to be on the winning team, I want to be at the top of the hill. Like, and it's like this whole scene. and All of a sudden you just kind of have this moment with Jesus and Peter. It's almost this like little interruption right there in the center of this story. And Jesus calls Peter by his former name. And he says it Twice. He says his name twice and like anything in scripture, when you start seeing something repeated, it, it's it's of utmost importance it's like pay attention. It's almost like he's like, hey, Peter, Peter, hey, are you paying attention? Like are are, are you seeing what's happening here? Are you aware the work the evil one is doing right now? Are you aware of the the work he's doing in you right now, Peter? Are you aware? You know, and that's a great question, right? It's a great question right now. Like, it's like, Jeff. Jeff, are you aware of the work that Satan is up to? Jeff, are you aware of... How he wants to use you to divide and destroy instead of bringing life and life to the fold to people around you. Can, 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 Jeff, can you see that he is tempting you just like Peter? Even now, he's like, wake up. I need you to pay attention. Wake up to the reality of this temptation. Wake up to the fact that he wants to use you instead of being an agent of life, an agent of death and destruction all around you. Wake up. See what's happening. And I I, I just wonder, like, how can you personalize it? How can you personalize this passage? How does it feel like Jesus is addressing you right now with this message? Hey, hey you, are you aware why you're doing what you're doing? Are you aware of how you're being used to hurt, divide? Hey, are you seeing what you're posting? Are you seeing that? Hey, are you seeing that gossip, that division that you're bringing? Hey, can you see that? But what happens next, right? What happens next is so mind-blowing. And instead of saying to Peter, like, hey, giving him a warning, teaching him about all this, all, all the beauty of what's going, and, and the pain and hurt of all that's happening next, like in saying, well, uh, hey, Peter, good luck. Hope you figure it out. I hope you, you know, I hope this was enough. Like you've been with me for three and a half years now. Like you should have this all figured out. He instead, what he does, and this is so unbelievable. He says, "I'm praying that you would have faith, and that your faith would not pray, would not fail." Like Jesus prays for us in the midst of our struggling, in the midst of the fact that we are lacking faith. And again, you, we've got to think about the context of this passage. Jesus is about to be betrayed by Judas. All of his disciples kind of bolt and jet. even Peter himself denies Jesus and from this little girl as the rooster crows, right? He's illegally tried, he's beaten he's nailed to the cross, but worse of all, he's going to be separated from his father and yet and yet. He tells Peter, I'm praying for you, believing that you all have a faith, not just for yourself, but also for others. I mean, think about that. He says, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers, as if to say you're going to fail, you're going to mess up, but continue to move forward. I'm praying that you will be faithful to the calling that he has given to you. That your faith would not just be just about you, but it would be about others. This should drastically change the way we see Jesus. And I think it should drastically change the way that we care for one another. In Jesus's last moment, he did not abandon his disciples even though even though they didn't give it even though they didn't get it. He prayed for them, even though he knew they would betray and abandon him. And I just can't get over how beautifully sacrificial this is. And I think, and <clears throat> and sometimes, this is not a bad thing, but it can be. I think sometimes we, f- we spend all of our time foci- focusing just on the cross. And yes, it's so amazing, so overwhelming the sacrifice and the commitment that was made on the cross on behalf of our sins. Like He died for us. He bore our burdens, our sins, our depravity. The fact that we were enemies of God, He bore all of that. And that is beautiful and wonderful. And He conquered death. But I think so often... We miss these beautiful, intentional moments with Jesus and his disciples, with Jesus and you and with me where he prays for us. He's not just this macro God. He's with us, Emmanuel, with us in our pain, with us in our hurt, with us in our discouragement. And I just think, like, how how is this going to change us? knowing that Jesus is praying for us and that the Spirit is leading and guiding you to receive that gift but also to extend it to others so that you can multiply that faith wherever you go for His glory and His honor. And I I just can't help but think like selfless prayer will always look like Jesus, will always look like Jesus. Look to Jesus and you will see this selfless prayer Praying for Peter before he heads to the cross, before Jesus heads to the cross. So, the question is this really, truly, how will this change you? How does this reality change the way that you are living your life? Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. You are so beautiful, so amazing, so loving, so kind. Thank you that you are praying for us. Pray for us now. Pray for us for what we don't know what to pray for. Go to the Father on our behalf. We love you, and we're so grateful for you. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heart. Until next time, cheers.